بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعده My brothers and sisters, today I want to talk to you about another great Sahabi of Rasulullah who was related to him also because he was from the Banu Najjar who were the family of the mother of Rasulullah and his name was Abu Ayyub. His kunya was Abu Ayyub and he is known as Abu Ayyub Ansari of the Alam. His, uh, what he is most famous for is that he was the host of Rasulullah When Rasulullah came from Makkah to Medina, he stopped in Quba for some days. He built the masjid there. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned that masjid, Allah called it the masjid of Taqwa. And after that, Rasulullah came to Medina. To Yathrib. Now, as he entered, he was riding on his camel, and people tried to. Everyone wanted the Prophet ﷺ to stay with him, so somebody would, you know, grab the bridle of the camel and say, "Ya Rasulullah, please come to my house." And someone else would say, "Come to my house." Rasulullah ﷺ said, "Leave the camel alone." He said, "Ya Mamura." He said, she is under control. Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's control. Leave it. So this camel went and at one point in time, there was a piece of open ground. The camel went there, stopped for a little bit, went further, turned around and came back. And that piece of open ground was in front of the house of Abu Ayyub al-Ansari So Abu Ayyub was obviously very, very happy. He came, he... Uh, welcomed Rasulullah took his things inside the house. And uh, he had a house which had two-story. It was two-story house. And those days, the, you know, the, the, the middle ceiling was made of wood. So it is, you know, wooden, wooden rafters and wooden uh, planks put together. So Abu who requested Rasulullah to stay on the, in the upper apartment. Rasulullah said, I would like to stay in the lower apartment because a lot of people will come to meet me and so on. It, it will be a disturbance for your family if they have to pass through the house. So let me stay in the lower one. So Abu Ayyub and Umm Ayyub, the two of them, they eventually agreed. And Rasulullah stayed in the lower apartment. That night, these two, they could not sleep at all. Because they were very afraid that if they move, it will disturb the Prophet the sound of people moving. They also thought maybe if they are on top, it will interfere with the wahi coming to Prophet People didn't know these things, how, how these things happened. So they, they said, we are afraid, you know, we are in the, we are in the way, middle, in the middle between Allah and the, and the Prophet So next morning, Abu Ayyub said, Ya Rasulullah, please accept this thing and stay on top because we are, we didn't sleep the whole night because of this. Rasulullah smiled. He said, this is nothing to do with Wahi, has nothing to do with you and all of this. Don't worry about it. I'm not disturbed. So one more day passed. That night, in their apartment, they had some water stored in a pot. Somebody 
accidentally knocked over that pot. So there was water in the on the floor. So these two, they had one uh, blanket which they used to use. They took this blanket to mop up this all this water. It was cold, so they had no bla- no blanket to cover themselves, and the blanket was full of water. And uh, because they didn't want, they, they, the water drops and maybe it will, you know, fall on the Prophet Sallallahu So anyway, next day they really begged and pleaded with Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, please stay on top. This is, you know, good for us, good for you. We feel very bad that you are below and we are on top. This is, you know, lack of adab. So Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi eventually agreed and he stayed on top. And then of course when the Masjid and Nabawa was built, was built in that open land. And Nabi Sallallahu then uh, built his house and then they, he shifted. So he was a neighbor of Abu Yubar Now among the stories that are there associated with him, the wonderful stories. One, one story is that one day it was very hot, July maybe, extremely hot. And Umar ibn al-Khattab says that he could not stay inside his house. It was so terribly hot and also he was very hungry. There was no food. So he came out of his house, headed towards the masjid, because this is what the Sahaba did. For the Sahaba, the company of Rasulullah to look at him, to sit in his company was was was, was rahla. It was it was a relief. It was peace, and you know it was a, a comfort for them. And if they if they had if they were stressed to look at Nabi Sallallahu they would take away their stress. So this is what they did. So he was going. On the way, he met Abu Bakr Siddiq Khadarano. So he asked him, where are you going? He said, I am going to the Masjid. Why? Said, because I is very hot, can't stay at home. And uh, also, I am very hungry. He said, let's go to meet him. Now, you know, today, if you think about this, you are hungry, you want to meet the Prophet. So how does, what does hunger have to do with that? But this was this, the, their love for Rasulullah was such that anything... If they were hungry, if they looked at him, their hunger would be finished. If they if they were in pain, they looked at him, their pain would go away. Huh? It was the, to to look at the of the Prophet was healing. To look at him was to fill your belly. To look at him was to comfort your heart. This was the love of the Nabi alayhi salam. Subhanallah. May Allah Taala grant us this nama of seeing Rasulullah sallallahu inshallah. So as they neared the masjid, they saw Rasulullah coming out. They said, "Ya Rasulullah, we came to see you." He said, "I." It is too hot. I have can't in the house. So he took them to the house of Abu Ayyub Ansari. So they knocked on the door. Um, Ayyub opened the door. She said, welcome to the Prophet Wasallam and whoever is with him. Now Abu Ayyub was, he had a, a, a dead garden nearby next to the house. He heard the sound. He came. And they both were very happy. They welcomed Nabi Wasallam. They said, Ya Rasulullah, you have come. Uh, please come. They come inside. They brought some cold water and Abu Ayyub went inside his garden and he cut a whole bunch of dates. And this bunch of dates, it had ripe dates, it had green dates and it had half-ripe dates. He brought that whole bunch. Rasulullah said, why did you cut the whole bunch? He said, Ya Rasulullah, if you want to eat ripe dates, they are there. If you want to eat half-ripe, they are there. If you want to eat green, I want you to eat whatever you like. And then he went and slaughtered a a uh, goat, a young goat, and his wife, she baked some bread and he roasted the meat and they brought the meat and bread. Rasulullah took 
two pieces of bread and he put some meat in that and he said, go and give this to Fatima. She hasn't eaten this kind of food in many, many days. Then the three companions, Rasulullah and his two blessed companions, they ate the food. And when they finished eating, Rasulullah said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will question us about this. Abhukar Siddiq started weeping. He said, Ya Rasulullah, we were so hungry. We were so hungry and we, you know, we came here, we had, Allah will question us about this. He said, yes, this is not your right. This is the ni'mah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he said, say Bismillah when you eat and say Alhamdulillah when you are finished and thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bless you and bless this food. Now Abu Ayyub Ansari uh, took part with Rasulullah in every one of his ghazwat. All the battles that Rasulullah fought, Abu Ayyub Ansari was there with him. And he was known as somebody who has taken part in all the ghazwat. Abu Ayyub Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him a long life. Some say that he lived till he was 94 or 97, Allah knows best. But towards the end of his life, and this is after the Khilafah Rashida was over, when it was the, uh, when Muawiyah bin Abi Sufyan who was the Khalifa. Uh, at that time, there was an army that was going to Constantinople. This was the first time that the Muslims actually uh, they, they did not actually win that, that uh, particular battle. Constantinople eventually uh, came into the, came, became a Muslim uh, place after with Muhammad II, the Ottoman ruler, um, who was the eighth Ottoman ruler, uh, after Osman who started the Ottoman Empire. But uh, this was the first time that the Muslim army was going there. So when this army was setting out, Abu Yob Ansari put on his armor and he took his weapons and he was going. So his sons and people told him, they said, you are, he was in his 90s. They said, look, you are so old and you uh, have taken part in every battle that Rasulullah fought. What is the need to go now? The son said, we are there. We will take this path. You don't have to go. Abu Yob said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Infiru Allah said, leave your homes and go in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whether you are heavy or whether you are light. Meaning, whether you are weak or strong, old or young, whatever. He said, what shall I do with this ayah? Huh? He said, what shall I do with this ayah? Allah said, infiru So he went, and as they were going, after some days, Abayu Bradalanu became ill and it looked like he was going to die. He, he realized this is the you know last time of his life. Now this army, the commander was Yazid, Yazid bin Muawiyah. So when the when he heard this, he came and uh, he came to Abayu Bradalanu and he said to him, Please tell me what is your wasiya, what shall I do? Abayu Bradalanu said, Give my salam to the army and tell them that I am making dua for your victory. And after I die, 
He said, take my body to the last place where you reach. Let the body, carry the body to the last place where you reach and bury me at the, under the walls of Constantinople. Right? Right there. So Yazid said, yes, I will do this. But what is the reason? This was here. This is a strange thing, you know. Normally, if you are, if you die, you are buried where you where you die. So this is a, something else. So please instruct me. Abu Yubaradalana said, because I want to say to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, Ya Rab, I went in your path when I was alive, and I went in your path even after I died. And he is buried. If you go to now, if you go to Istanbul, you can go to his mazar. It is there. There is a masjid Abu Ayub, and uh, he is buried there and the Ottomans created a custom where the new Ottoman ruler uh, when he, he was, uh, when he is being installed, it is done in the masjid of Abu Ansari. And they give him the sword of Osman uh, in the masjid and this is, uh, and they give him a, a helmet. Uh, they say this is the helmet of Rasulullah and that is how the Ottoman rulers are installed. Or were you were installed? I mean, in 1923 it finished the empire, but the dynasty. But this is the, this is what they used to do. So Abu Yubaradilanu, this is his, uh, so his his grave is there, Mazar is there. We ask Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to grant that we uh, take lessons from these stories. I mean, one of the one of the big lessons from this story is the importance of Dawat al-Islam, the importance of going out in the path of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to do the work of Islam in whatever form and way it might be. It depends on the different times and uh, the different ways of doing things. But to do that, to be prepared for that, to do that and to consider that something to be important, the most important thing in our lives. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us to do this and understand it and to live our lives in a way which pleases Him.